Welcome back to the loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. Uh, Sriracha, I had uh, quite the day the other day, and I'd like to tell you about it. I'd like to tell our listeners about it, too. I'm very excited. Um, Something kind of insane happened to me, um, and I still really haven't processed it. So this will actually be kind of therapeutic. I tried to go to 7-Eleven to get a big Diet Coke, because sometimes they'll just... I don't know how they do the prices at 7-Eleven, but sometimes you can get a quadruple gulp for like a dime now. Yeah, you cannot put the goddamn Slurpee in the fucking double gulp cup. I heard about that. (laughs) This. This is a Slurpee cup. But I don't want a Slurpee. I'm not a huge fan of the Slurpees. (gasps) I'm not. When I drink Slurpees, I drink up all the syrup right away and then I just got a cup of ice. It's not it's not blended the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you go and you slowly, slowly in it back and then all the ice. It just, just hits you in the head. Yeah, exactly. So I like to do I like to get like a double gulp or a quadruple gulp, especially because at the seven elevens they have Pepsi Max, which I was not into until one time we went to seven eleven together and we were gonna get a, we were gonna get a big gulp and you went, Hey, do you mind if we get Pepsi Max instead of Diet Coke? And I was like yeah, I, I guess. And I had it and it was amazing. It is. It's better than Diet Pepsi because Diet Pepsi is the most chemical tasting soda available on the market. Diet Pepsi really tastes bad. Pepsi Max tastes incredible. Yeah. I get down to the 7-Eleven and the, the big gulp machine is broken. It just has a piece of paper on it taped to it where someone's handwritten in pencil, no work. <laughs> God damn it. So I say to myself, where's the next place I can get a reasonably priced gigantic soda? McDonald's. Because they're also doing a thing now where it's like small, medium, or large, 50 cents. Just come on. Just come and get it. We're, give, we're giving away our soda at rock bottom prices. Here, have your trough food, piggy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking down, and uh, there's like a line outside the McDonald's because of COVID. And so I'm waiting online. I'm like getting thirstier. I'm getting thirstier. I can't wait for my soda. I can't wait for my soda. And then all of a sudden... I see two morons fighting in the street. And I don't mean like having like a little shove fight or like a little play fight. I mean like these two fat idiots punching the (laughs) fuck out of each other. And when I say in the middle of the street, I mean literally like on the dotted yellow line in the middle of the street. Cars are like stopping and pulling over. It's like something out of Grand Theft Auto. And these guys are just like, wailing on each other and wailing on each other (laughs) and i turn to my left and there's like a gigantic man next to me in a hoodie like clear like a gym rat dude gigantic man next to me i turn to my left and i go oh okay he'll do something about this and then he reaches into his pocket pulls out a cell phone oh i thought you were gonna say god (laughs) and starts recording everything and i go okay well this guy's no help i start looking around Everyone is filming this on their phones. Because, dude, what the fuck else are you supposed to do? There's exactly two things you could do when meth heads are fighting in the middle of the road. You can either, one, ignore it entirely, or two, yell the word world star, pull out your phone, and start recording. Well, I did a third thing, thank you very much. Because I'm seeing this fight escalate, like, bad. And I'm saying to myself, I get the sense that one of these two guys has a gun. Like, I just had a feeling, like, my spidey sense was like, I think this is going to escalate into a dude executing another dude in the middle of the street. And I'm looking around, and everyone's taping this on their phone for worldstar.com, and I go, 
Well, Coconos, I guess you're going to have to break the bystander effect. What the fuck? You intervened? And so I ran into the middle of the road. <laughs> and I and I started to put myself between these two guys. Are you fucking nuts? And one of them was swinging and I like put my hands up and I was like using my hands as like little shields and like trying to push them back cuz I was like I need to stop this from escalating into a murder. And here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, well these two guys are really really fighting. Neither of them wants to give up. Neither of them wants to lose face. That's the problem with the fight. Like, no one wants to look like a pussy. So I said to myself, how can I get these two to stop fighting in a way where neither of them will feel like they're the ones who back down? Neither of them will feel emasculated or pussified. So I got in the middle of them and I started shouting, no, please stop. We don't want violence in our neighborhood. <laughs> You did it! No! No, you fucking did it! Please, guys, stop! Please! <laughs> there are families in our neighborhood! We don't want violence in our neighborhood! Are you fucking insane? You went and broke up a gunfight by yelling about, like, the school around the corner? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I bet they'll be like, well... As much as I'd like to kill this other person, I can't do it in front of kids. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, like, reach, like, some part of, like, their reptile brains. Oh, yeah, you can unite them together with murdering you. <laughs> well, I mean, they were mad at me. They were really mad at me. I would be, too, if you broke up my meth fight. And they had, like, scratched up faces. Like, they're clearly, like, eating their cheeks. Like, it was, like, it was bad. And so, like, that, but this actually did break the combat spell. And then they just start talking shit to each other instead of punching each other. And one of them's like still reaching for their pants, but like they're talking shit. And I'm like, I think I broke the bloodlust. And they're calling each other pussy and the F-slur and all this. <laughs> and one of them's like, I'm going to call the cops on you. I'm going to call the cops. Uh, and, I, and I just go to the guy. I'm like, you should call the cops. Like, that's a great idea. Like, call the cops. Like, <laughs> let's get the cops down here so they can just shoot everyone, including me. Because I'm apparently better at de-escalating a situation than the cops are. And then uh, the guy with, like, the really fucked up face puts his hands back in his pockets. He hops in the back of a pickup truck. In the middle of Brooklyn, where that doesn't happen. There's not a lot of people riding around in the bed of a pickup truck. Like, this isn't Varsity Blues. Are you sure you didn't enter a portal in that 7-Eleven and go through into a GTA cutscene or something? It was very GTA. Because one of them had, one of them, like, had a motorcycle helmet. And, like, was wearing, like, a motorcycle jacket. And, uh, but the, but the, but the methed out, the redneck ear of the two got in the back of a pickup truck, pickup truck speeds off. And then I look at the last remaining chubby asshole in this fight. And I realize like, uh, oh, he's like a, uh, like a delivery guy. He's like a, a Uber Eats guy. That, that's not a motorcycle helmet. It's a scooter helmet. He was clearly here to pick up some Uber Eats. And then I look at his, uh, ethnicity a little bit closer because I don't see race. <laughs> but uh I'm colorblind. <laughs> I'm colorblind. But um but he's an Asian guy. And his face isn't all messed up. Actually, he has he has a very nice face. He's chubby. Nice face though. Actually, he doesn't look messed up at all. Actually, he looks normal. 
That other guy looked really, really, really. And then I realized, you know, I think I just might have helped a guy get away with a hate crime. Now I'm piecing it together. I think this, like, redneck guy just started wailing on an Asian guy who was just at work in the middle of the day. Well, dude, if that's the truth, because you're half Chinese, you're lucky he didn't pull out the gun and be like, great, for two-for-one special. Well, we do have that at our <laughs> Get many, rid of many, both of them. At our many Chinese restaurants, you know, combination, little column A, little column B. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, my fun, you can have some, too. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... But I realized, like, I'm... Pr- I'm pretty sure I helped a guy get away with a hate crime. And I realized that, and, I, and then I started walking away. <laughs> and I was like, time to go. <laughs> time, time, to no, <laughs> no McDonald's soda for you today, Stereos. You don't deserve delicious McDonald's soda for only a dollar. You helped a guy get away with a hate crime today. You're going to have to go to a pizza place and pay $4 for a soda. That's your penance for... Getting in the middle of something you had no right to get in the middle of. You're fucking lucky. You got nuts the size of fucking planets, dude. Meth heads are scary. That's terrifying. You're going to... I'll tell you what I told my fucking friend the other weekend. Because I had a kind of a similar thing happen. Not really, but I had an interaction with a meth head. <laughs> but um, you have no idea who has a fucking gun. And at one point, you're going to pick the wrong one. And you're going to get shot in the brain in the middle of the road. This ain't fucking Japan where street fights are just involve a little bit of pushing and then people walk off. You're going to do that one time where you're going to do that stupid-ass thing that you do where you jump in front of cars because you think they're not driving safely enough. And you're going to get fucking shot in the head. Let me tell you what happened to me this weekend. So I'm standing outside smoking weed. Oh, by the way, listeners, we will go back to me jumping in front of cars. We will explain <laughs> yeah. how and why I do that. But uh, please continue. No, Surrender. we're standing outside. We're smoking weed. I have a couple friends who live in like the hood of Philadelphia. We're standing outside. We're smoking weed. And I see this woman come up to us. And she's per- she's obviously like tweaking out. And she comes over to us and she makes this hand gesture that I have never seen a human being make before. I'll demonstrate it for you. It's like... She, she like touches her thighs and goes like this. Oh, like smoking a cigarette. Like she touches her thighs and her hands and she does the cigarette smoking yeah. thing. And I have never seen a human being do that before. So I'm like, what? And my friend I'm standing here with says, and I quote, do we look like we smoke meth? Fuck out of here. And I'm like, dude, you don't know if she has a fucking gun. Like, meth heads are not known for their reasonable, rash decision-making process and by taking rejection well. You're going to get fucking shot if you say that to random methed-out strangers on the road. What do you think being polite to a meth head is going to do any better? Oh, uh, sorry, I left my meth in my uh, other wallet. <laughs> like, come on! I told you, there's only two ways you could deal with this. Ignore them completely or <laughs> get a thousand views on Lively. <laughs> Meth heads understand strength. It's the only language they speak because they barely speak English because they've chewed out their own lips. They don't have any teeth anymore. They only understand strength, Sriracha. Now, speaking of only understanding strength, yes, I do jump in front of cars. (laughs) Now, I'll explain why I do it. A lot of times in New York, there are drivers who clearly are texting and driving and they're not looking at where they're going. And they'll just like barrel out of a garage at like 50 miles an hour, or they'll barrel around a corner. 
So, Sriracha, what do I take it upon myself to do? <clears throat> you take it upon yourself to throw your body like a human meat shield in front of these cars, I guess in an attempt to either break your bones and get some insurance money or get them to pay a little bit of attention, and then you scream, hey, I'm a human being. <laughs> Watch where you're driving, asshole. What I do is I attempt to, quote, scar them for life. I'll jump in front of it. I'll jump in front of the car, hold my hands out wide. Then I'll point at my own eyes with two fingers. I'll point back at their eyes with two fingers. And I'll look right in their eyes and I'll go, hey, I'm a human being. You could have just taken my life. Watch where you're going and stop texting and driving. And then I'll walk off while still making eye contact with them. And I'm telling you right now, Scarred for life. Yeah, I'm scarred for life. I can't wait till the day that you do that to somebody who has a gun and a drinking problem. And then I'll be scarred for life because I watch a human die in the middle of the road. Me and Nathan Mazary can get together for coffee and talk about our experiences watching people die. I'm sorry some of us were born to be heroes. <laughs> and some of us were born to sit on the sidelines. You know why they named the bystander effect? After you there, you little bystander. By the by, stand it around. No, you break the bystander effect. Have you ever seen the Carbonaro effect? It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but pretty good tricks, right? Bystander effect is in by, you'll no longer be standing because now all your bones are broken. Now look, there's a reason I'm telling this story, which is this. I have not been able to find the video of me breaking up this street fight. And it's <laughs> so many people were videotaping it. It's out there somewhere. So if you find, it will probably be titled something like, Bearded Asshole Almost Gets Killed. By Meth Head Asian Killer. Bearded Moron Almost Gives Away Two for One Asian Death Special. <laughs> like, it, it, look, it, guys, you're all on the world star and live leak and all this. Between journalist beheading videos on 4chan, see if you can find me out there. If you can find this video, we will send you stickers. Stickers, yeah, stickers. Whatever stickers you want. If we got them, we'll send them. We'll send you one of every sticker if you can find this video. Hashtag stop Asian hate. I still can't believe there are people randomly attacking Asians. Who the fuck has time to hate on Asians and there's so many weeaboos walking around. No. We make the cartoons you masturbate to. Why you gotta come after us? Alright. Well, we will be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Loudest Podcast. Loudest Podcast on the internet. My name is Saranja. I have my period. And I'm Mysterios Coconos. I went out. I got her a chocolate bar. I got her a vanilla cherry Diet Coke. I've done all I can here. I, this is out of my hands now. Yeah, that's all you can do. I mean, that's all you can do in these uncertain times. <laughs> this is between you and the God that made you like this. I don't know why God did it. It makes no sense to me. I don't bleed out my penor at all. <laughs> that's what somebody told me. I put up on my Instagram stories just talking about, you know, just chatting about my period as I do. To hit me up on Instagram at Sierra Rancho. Yeah, go follow me. I put up funny stories about my period consistency. <laughs> oh, oh, 
oh god and some dude responds back and writes have you tried being a dude i'm like damn that would work it's pretty good that would solve it pretty good i would think if i was a dude i would still wear panties instead of boxers Mm. because i don't know i don't you think it would be good feeling like to put your balls in a pair of nice soft panties I mean, isn't that what silk boxers are really all about? Like when a guy wears like silk boxers or silk panted pajama pants, I think he's, you know, he's looking for that fun, that yeah. fun feel. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. You I mean, gotta- the inside of my underwear feels like sandpaper, if that's what you're asking. It <laughs> yeah. feels like sand. It feels like. My dick is falling down the side of a brutalist building, just trying for dear life to hang on to handholds. Yeah, why is it like that? Like, balls are so fragile, Mm -hmm. and yet we throw them in these fucking potato sack underwear and then panties. You could kick a girl right in the cut, and it would barely hurt. But then we put them in these soft little things made out of satin and silk. We need to start making panties for men. If the underwear I wore had a special ball cradling pouch, (laughs) I think that would immeasurably improve my life. I don't see why it doesn't. They could use all the help they could get. You know what I mean? A little glove for them, like some that just could nestle them away. Like, help me out here. And it would probably improve my uh, sperm motility. That's good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that makes it worse because I read something somewhere about dudes like getting infertile because they wear skinny jeans all the time. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Because that's why your testicles hang away from your body is because the sperms need to be nice and cool. So if you spend too much time in a hot tub or too much time in skinny jeans, then all your sperm melts. They're oh. just amalgamation into one big sperm and then it's like a giant kidney stone that you have to pass. But what a rush, am I? But it feels <laughs> great. Like a... All right, how about this? I get a little glove or pouch or a cradle. So, you know, what I'm thinking is like a little hammock for my for my friends. But there's also a little zippered pouch within that pouch where I could put an ice cube. Yeah. And in that way, it's kept at like a nice... And of course, I have to replace the ice cube every 50 to 20 minutes. But it's worth it for comfort. The things women do to look good. Huh? Yeah, exactly. You guys can you guys can stand putting your balls in a little... Mantis. I'm going to call them mantis. Okay. Anyways, welcome back to Laura's podcast on the internet. The, the adventures of mantis here. I'm liking it. Cryptocurrency, take top off. We're gonna see titties at fifty dollars. Trade link. Tell people about that girl. Okay, so there's this fucking weird bitch on Twitter. Her name is. I mean, I think she's a. I I don't know if she's actually a weird bitch or if she's just some dude larping from 4chan. But on Twitter, I want you all go out and look up Junko Suzuki. Junso Suzuki is a fucking weirdo who does nothing but sit on Twitter all day and she'll chain like and occasionally she'll tweet at Elon Musk offering to show him her tits if he becomes chain link pilled. But she does claim that when Chainlink hits $50, she will show her tits. And let me tell you, it's at like 48 right now and the simps are coming out of the woodwork. How much of the current Chainlink rally do you think is entirely devoted to 
whale-sized simps trying to get this lady's attention. Oh, all of it. Um, Junko's tits are so powerful. Junko's tits are the only things that could bring Elon Musk away from Doge to the light of J-Link. I can only dream of my tits having the power over simpery that Junko's tits have. I think last week she tweeted something like, please, for the love of God, can someone explain to me why J-Link hasn't hit $50 and I haven't pulled my tits out yet? Explain it to me like I'm a kindergartner. (laughs) Wow. She really wants to show her tits. Now, uh, what are the chances that this is, um, and this is a word that uh, that you've taught me, uh, what are the chances that this is a uh, nakami? Nakama? It's a term for a, a Japanese man that pretends to be a woman on the internet. And I think that's pretty high. And I think that would be, <laughs> I think that'd be very funny if Chainlink did hit $50. Junko showed her tits and it was like just a fat, obese man. <laughs> I... Really, really hope that it, this is just some white guy who licensed a bunch of stock photos of an Asian girl off like some stock photo just that he literally had to go to Japan to buy. Like the rarest ever unreversed Google image searchable stock photos. I can't wait to see this guy's man boobs. Let's see how close we are to seeing Junko tits, whether they be male or female. Tits okay. female or tits male. Okay. Uh, it's 4742, so it is going down, but I think that's only because Ethereum is eating fucking shit today. Ethereum's down by 5%. I mean, it's still over $3,000 a fucking coin, so that's really, really impressive, but... Shut up! Oh my god! Do we have any idea what is behind the current Ethereum rally? Uh, well, uh, cryptocurrency will be the universal payment standard in the future, and all the normies are just waking up now. You know, it's funny. Like In, in uh, high school, they taught us about the initial stock market crash uh, of the, you know, Black Friday, the, you know, the one in the 1920s, the one that led to the Great Depression. Yeah. And uh, they were like, stock trading was uh, becoming so hot, like literally everyone was trading stock and they were all trading on margin. And like shoeshine boys were getting stock tips from other shoeshine boys. And literally everyone was just like, it's a free money ride that will never end. And then the market crashed and everyone was jumping out of buildings. I don't think it's going to be that bad this time. But have you ever considered that like one day Daddy Biden might just be like, no no more crypto. It's it against the law. I heard I heard people were using crypto to buy illegal games from from, from the dark web. It's gotta go. No crypto. I mean, uh, I could see that happening, but I I don't think you can at this point. I don't think you can. Like there are multiple businesses, like American businesses, based around cryptocurrency. I don't I don't think you can. Like, maybe when you had to transfer all of your money to this fucking exchange in Moldova or fucking Mordecai or Madagascar or wherever and then trend it to a Chinese account to buy your crypto. But it's everywhere now. Like, fucking Robin... You could buy Dogecoin on Robinhood. You could buy Dogecoin on Robinhood? Like, what are you going to do? You can't... It's not like they're guns. You can't just round up all the Bitcoins and then burn them or something. Couldn't you make it illegal to, like cash it out in america like um like right now how could you turn a bitcoin into money like right now in america how can you turn a bitcoin into money like how could i get cash for a bitcoin right now in america okay so if you had bitcoin in uh-huh. your wallet what you would have to do is you would have to send it to an exchange that supports 
fiat currency. Like you can Coinbase is probably the most popular one. You can sell Bitcoins on Coinbase and then transfer that money from your Coinbase account to your bank account. I've done it. Right. Exactly. Through like an ACH clearinghouse exchange that's like routed through legal American normie banks like Bank of America. Like my Coinbase account is linked to like uh, my, I got like a normie ass checking account. Yeah. But like if they make crypto illegal in America, how do we repatriate those funds? I'm imagining that if it's made illegal in America, a bunch of people are going to like have to book flights to China wearing special suits that they can like put a shitload of money in that can somehow evade those x-ray scale. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this must be a nightmare scenario you've thought about. I mean, I don't like, that's what I was saying is I don't think you can get rid of, I don't think you can make that illegal at this point because like Coinbase is on the fucking stock market now. Like you can't just destroy an entire industry. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people made asbestos for a long time. Like, asbestos employed a lot of people. It's math. It's answers to math problems. You can't make that illegal. You can make anything you want illegal. They made weed illegal forever. Weed is still illegal. Weed, weed was legal till the 1920s. And then, according to memes I've read, Budweiser put it out of business. And, like, think of all the pot shops that closed overnight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'll do? I'll fly to Canada and cash out all the money, and then I'll take the Amtrak back. Nice. Because they very rarely check your bags. And I'll get all my, I'll use local Bitcoins, which are machines. We have one at our local taco joint that you can sell your Bitcoins on. I will fill my suitcase with American dollars, and then I will take as many fucking trips to Canada as I need to take to Canada. (laughs) But then, but here's the question then. So now you've got like $100,000 worth of cash in your house. You can't just go to the bank and deposit it. They're going to be like, this is drug money. Yeah, well, I'll buy a strip club, and then I'll launder the- With all cash? They do this on Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, they bought they bought a nail salon on Breaking Bad. They bought it, I remember they did buy that nail salon on Breaking Bad. They buy the nail salon, and then they launder the money through the nail salon. So I would buy a strip club, and then just slowly launder that money. I would, like, cash out all my retirement funds and shit, and then I would launder- I'll Mix it all in. Yeah, my chain links. Just like a delicious TCBY smoothie you do the mix-ins right uh uh-huh okay all right i can't believe this is you do not have a plan in place for this because so everybody come on down to sriracha strip club and foot massage we have a fantastic buffet and for just 15 dollars, your stripper will give you a 15 minute foot massage not me i'm not a stripper i only show my tits for chain all right we'll be right we'll be back right after this with more of the loudest podcast we haven't done voicemails for a few weeks. Yeah, we've been slacking. Boy, we had, I went through 26 fucking voicemails last night. Not all of you made the cut. I'm sorry, but stop saying slurs. Stop getting so drunk and calling in, okay? You're I, saying slurs? I ask you very little of you motherfuckers, okay? I, I don't care if you drink. I don't care if you get high, but keep it at like seven or below. If you call in and I literally can't understand what you're saying, I'm not playing it. What slurs are they saying? Just uh, autism shit. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to leave a slur-free voicemail, <laughs> you put this phone number in your phone right now so when you are drunk, you can call us. 848 863 
four three. Oh, well, I mean, might as well start with autism shit. Uh, this voice must called changing lives with the autism test. Yeah, our listeners learned a lot about themselves, apparently, through this autism test we took last week. Turns out a large majority of our audience is severely autistic. Hey, Stereos. Hey, Sarantia. Hi. It's Murpho. Oh! I had never considered Asterios, that Asterios could be autistic before you both took that test. I thought it was very enlightening. I learned some things about myself as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And that I'm definitely not autistic, but you're the only one. Then Asterios interviewed C, who will be the president of dinosaurs in the future. She's wonderful. I love her. Uh, and I went, oh, Asterios has no idea that a child is not a small adult. <laughs> you don't. And, and, and doesn't <laughs> have the same reckoning of the world and has no has a very different frame of reference. <laughs> And then I went, okay, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little bit, maybe so touch. I, I, I hope I'm hitting stop on this. I'm hitting stop on this. When I was a kid, I would have knocked those questions out of park. I would have known all about the gym face and all about Jim putting Dwight Stapler in the Jello and all about Pam Beasley and the and Dunder Mifflin and the Dundies. I would have known it all. Yeah, and I would. I bet if I asked you a bunch of Hamtaro trivia questions, you would be because it's not. It's not made for them, bro. They have no frame of reference, bro. They haven't developed theory of mind totally yet, bro. When I was eight years old, I was watching Monty Python. I was a, I was a student of the game. Student of the game of comedy, I tell you. Um, several of our listeners uh, tweeted us their scores of uh, in the mid-40s. On the autism test yeah, that that's we took last week. Impressive, guys. And, and just to remind everybody, the test stops at 50. So severe. And you know what? And, and I asked some of these people, I asked them, I was like, were you expecting this result? And a lot of them said, no. So once again, I'm going to say, you should take this test, listeners. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. Like, and once you learn this stuff about yourself, you will know how to apply this knowledge. This is knowledge can only help you. I'll give you an example. The other day, I'm in the coffee shop, the cupcake shop at the end of the corner. Yeah. And uh, they're doing that thing. This is going to be very difficult to explain. There's three people behind the deli counter, and it doesn't matter where you are in line. Like, there's always someone behind the counter who's going to talk to you and, and see what your order is. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. So, like, the third person goes, what do you want? I go, oh, just a cup of coffee. Now, the two people ahead of me are clearly ordering, like, enough cupcakes for a child's birthday party. <laughs> so, I think to myself, oh, no. I only need a cup of coffee. Does that mean I go to the front of the line because my transaction will be the quickest? But am I then cutting the line? Like, there is a line system here, but also they're clearly asking things out of order and my order will be much quicker. And like, I start having a little panic attack about where I should stand. And then all of a sudden I go, Asterios, you scored a 26 on the autism test. This is probably just a little bit of autism speaking. Maybe chill the fuck out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe don't maybe don't worry about this. You're having an autistic reaction to a to a situation where the systems are breaking down and the rules aren't clear. And that and after I thought that to myself, I just chilled out. 
Yeah, I had a weird autistic reaction a couple of days ago. So I was up late working really, really hard. And uh, it was like two in the morning. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to order food. <laughs> so I went on Grubhub. I'm looking around, place called, uh, it's like the Giro place or something. So I'm like, oh, I could go for a Giro. Don't come for me. I don't know how to pronounce it, okay? Is it Giro or Giro? We pronounced it all three ways. Because I went to Greece one time, and I heard every pronunciation. And I, after that, I said, Giro, Gyro, Giro, Gyro, it's whatever. Greek meat sandwich. A fucking doner. I want a fucking doner. So I go on the internet. <laughs> I order my doner. And it's like, okay, uh, it's going to take uh, 45 minutes to get to you. I'm like, yeet. I sit there, 45 minutes pass, no donair. I uh, call the restaurant after an hour and a half passes. Uh, they don't answer. It goes straight to voicemail. So I'm like, okay, well, this place is clearly closed. And I've ordered, like, Grubhub just forgot to take it off. So I go on Grubhub and I'm like, hey, uh, this donair place, they're uh, not not answering my phone calls and I think they might be closed. So the guy's like, okay. Guy calls, Grubhub tries to call the restaurant. They don't answer. So he's like, yeah, okay, but they're closed. I'm just going to give you a refund. I'm like, yeet. So I go to bed. Eventually, at 4.30 in the morning, this dude calls me from the Donair place. He's like, hey, I'm outside with your Donair. And I'm texting him and I'm like half asleep. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. I thought you weren't coming. So I canceled the order. And he says, oh, well, do you still want it? And I'm like, no, it's 4.30. No, thank you, man. And he's like, you could just have it. Like, I'm downstairs. And then I went on this thing. I'm like, no, man, it's not morally right. I didn't pay for it. I can't accept the food. And then you know what I did? The next day on our date, stole a teacup from a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you fucking did. I came home. We went out for one of our classic, one of us gets drunk, the other one watches brunches. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and... And you're asking, where's my phone? Where's my phone? I go, it's in your purse. What else is in the purse? A teacup from a Chinese food restaurant. Not even a particularly good teacup. No, it was kind of shitty. I just like that it was little and it uh, reminded me of a sake cup. Well, it is a little bit. It's one of those Chinese food barley teacups. Stop stealing from these places. I'm sorry. I can't stop. There's a pandemic. When I took you out for sushi a couple of weeks ago, you came home with one of the chopstick rocks. Yeah. Oh, that was a And a cup. (laughs) And you stole a sake cup. Yeah, that's one of my classic pastimes is getting too drunk and then stealing flatware. (laughs) If you're going to do it, tell me. This is what I've asked Sriracha because, look. I don't mind stealing. Stealing is great. Stealing is based. I love crimes. But but when we go to the restaurant, they do the thing where they're like, mm, we need your name and address and phone number in case th- in case we served you a COVID burger. And so I put down my real name and stuff and I pay with a credit card. If you're going to steal, I'll pay with cash. And I'll say my name is Mitch. Okay. Well, I'll try my best. First of all, I deeply apologize for stealing the teacup. Uh, I know that you have told me in the past to tell you when, but it's like, it's like art, man. Sometimes you just get st- the strike of inspiration to steal something i can't predict it's like saying hey stereos be funny right now you can't do it you need to you need uh the muses to come down and whisper in your ear you need that teacup for your house what is stealing the teacup let's roll it back to you quote having a an autistic moment yeah. now my guess is you were like no i cannot accept the food that breaks the rules. Yeah. There are rules in place. I have paid for things. The money was refunded to me. Therefore, I cannot accept it. This this doesn't compute. Correct. Okay. Well, look, 
It was nice of you because that guy probably had a really nice doner for dinner. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe he brought it home to his kids or something. You know why that food didn't get delivered to you until four hours later? Because it was delivered from a ghost kitchen. It, in New York, there's this thing where it's like if it's five in the morning, there are five restaurants open. And they are all the most lazily named, only aimed at stone people restaurants. And none of them exist. And none of them exist. They're all clearly the same restaurant operated out of a ghost kitchen. One of them is called Beer and Ice Cream. Just Beer and Ice Cream. Fuck you. What else could you want? And yours was just called like Gyros and Fries, right? Something like, like some that. Some basic. There's one that's just like Burger Place. But speaking of ghost kitchens, ghost kitchens, A, haunted as fuck. Be the only place you can get the brand new Dream Burger from Mr. Beast's Kitchen. Ooh, it's got avocado and piss on it. It's got piss on it? Yeah, apparently hashtag Dream pissed himself. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, I also heard hashtag Dream farted the other day. Okay, well, one is more socially acceptable than the other. All right, listen, I want you to order the Dream Burger so we can get it delivered here and try the Dream Burger live on air. Okay, can sure. Can you do that? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll pay for it. You give me your credit card, I will order the Dream Burger. Okay, because, and the, why will I pay for it? Uh, Because it's the Dream Burger and I'm only going to eat a bite of it because it's not on my diet. Because apparently the delivery fee is $8. Yeah, fuck that. $8? That's fucking you, ridiculous. You don't even have a restaurant to support. You come from a ghost kitchen. It's like, how much is the burger on top of the $8? No, the burger itself is $7. Oh. And then it's an $8 delivery fee and then you also have to tip. Okay. That's not bad. I didn't know the Dream Burger was only $7. I thought this was some sort of $14 super deluxe burger. I mean, it's got a smashed avocado on it. I don't know what that has to do with Dream, but... Some places will sell you a side of avocado for six fifty. For another 50 cents, I get the Dream Burger? That's pretty good. I could just go to the store and get you a 50 cent avocado. Yeah good, luck, good, yeah, good luck finding a ripe one. They're all hard as oh, rocks. Well. All right, next voicemail. Next voicemail. Oh, okay, this one's called uh, Demi Lovato. Stereos and Sriracha. Demi Lovato was not the person on... Yeah, we know, we know, we know. All right, I'm hitting stop on this. Okay, Sriracha, set the record straight. Okay, here. Dear Internet, my name is Sriracha, and I am sorry. I am sorry that I mistake Debbie Ryan for Demi Lovato. As we all know, Debbie Ryan was the hit star of the Disney Channel series, Jesse. Demi Lovato was known for her role in Camp Rock and Sunny with a Chance, a dog shit Disney Channel show that only got two seasons, despite the fact that they usually give them all four. Look it up, people. I am deeply apologized to any Debbie Ryan fans that I have offended with my careless mistake. In the future, I will be sure to Google 20-year-old shows before I talk about them on my podcast. Okay, what is Sunny with a Chance about? I know what Camp Rock is based on the name. What is Sunny with a Chance Sunny about? Sunny with a Chance is a dog shit Disney Channel show about uh, the Demi Lovato has like a show. It's called So Random and it's like a sketch. It's like Saturday Night Live except somehow less cringe than oh, the actual Saturday I've heard about So Random. Keep yeah, going. That's it. That's all I remember. Wait, but what, aren't... What was that Disney Channel show about the two girls that dance and one of them Zendaya? Let's shake it up. 
Weren't the Shake It Up dancers so random dancers? No, Shake It Up was the name of the show, I think. That they were background dancers in? Well, I'm traumatized now. I can't talk about these. You know what? You're right. God forbid you get one thing wrong and 18 people call you on it. All right. Well, look, the bottom line is Demi Lovato's whole weekend got ruined because she didn't get her ice cream. She didn't get her ice cream. She could do wheat burger. That's the most relatable thing I've ever heard. <laughs> God damn, if I don't get my ice cream, it'll ruin my life. Oh, okay. Uh, this one's, speaking of food, this one's called, When Did This Show Become About Pizza Tips? Hello, Listerius and Sarantia. I am not pizza guy, okay. but I do have okay. a pizza tip for sure. you. Sure. Why are we getting so many pizza it tips? It sounds a little odd. <laughs> We've asked for them. It's, <laughs> it's actually really, really tasty. So you do uh, wherever, whatever pizza place you're ordering from, Alfredo sauce. Not, not that garlic ranch bullshit. Ugh. Alfredo sauce. Alfredo white sauce with Canadian bacon. Pineapple, Sarantia, I know you like pineapple. You do. And Italian sausage. It tastes super stupid good. Okay, I didn't ask what is your favorite pizza. I asked for secret pizza guy tips that only pizza guys know. Like, if you knock a certain way, they give you extra pepperoni. Like, you know, or if you call up and you say your name is Pizza Lord 555, you get it for free. I want secret pizza guy knowledge not to know what you like on your pizza. Yeah, uh, Prep Boy, I think that was Prep Boy Rick. No, that was not Prep Boy Rick. That was, because he specifically said this is not Prep Boy Rick. He said this is not Pizza Guy. Well, Pizza Guy's Prep Boy Rick. Holy shit. Um, he preps the pizzas. He's the Prep Boy. Prep Boy Rick, I'm almost positive that that was you, but uh, you haven't, regardless of who you are, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. I was kind of sold until you got to the sausage and also pineapple and also ham. That's overkill, buddy. Like, maybe the Alfredo sauce, maybe. But with pineapple, really? I don't think so. Yeah. I like, I know that Alfredo sauce is a thing. I mean, isn't that what a white pizza is? It's just pizza with Alfredo sauce instead of tomato sauce? I think so. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, they have those. All right. This next one's called Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. This is a famous call-in. It's me, Jamie Bottle. Oh. I just discovered Diet Soda exists. <laughs> and the 45th president of the United States encouraged it and massively promoted diet culture and he was airdropping diet coke <laughs> onto California. <laughs> this can't go on. Oh, poor Damn, Demi. Demi Lovato, I'm so sorry. Demi, we're sorry. Demi, I'm sorry. That must be really hard for you. I can't believe President Trump is airdropping diet coke. That's what that button did. That button on his desk. <laughs> So instead of the nuclear launch codes, the Diet Coke launch codes. I hate what Diet Coke's doing on Twitter. I fucking hate it. What is it doing on they're Twitter? They're trying to be hashtag relatable. They're, they're like, when's a, when's a good time for Diet Coke? Anytime's a good time. It's always Diet Coke time. Diet Coke. Or they're doing a thing where they're like, some people say only moms drink Diet Coke. Well, we think moms are pretty cool. Drink Diet Coke. For your mom. See, if they want to be real relatable, they should be like, hey, are you hungover as fuck and you need to somehow hydrate yourself better than water? <laughs> Crack open a Diet Coke. I think that is more hydrating than water. I, I don't know why. No, it has caffeine in it. No, but like, okay, so you wake up and you're dry and you need to drink something. What hydrates you more? What feels better going in? That's, those are two different questions. <laughs> okay, fair Those enough. are two different questions. 
My name is Dr. Saranja, and I have a medical license. Um. Oh, okay. This one's called uh, Toker calls in about something. Yeah, I can't really totally understand what this guy's saying, but he was very charming on the phone, so I decided to leave it in. All right, I like this guy. Hey, Asterios. Sir Angela. Hi. Toker here. Hey! <laughs> he just talked into the mic! I just got done getting fucked in the ass by these test results. <laughs> <laughs> I figured if I'm just honest, and say how it is, I should be fine. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was too honest. Because <laughs> now... <laughs> I have severe <laughs> I got a fucking 10 out of 50. That's not... Nobody, you're right. That's the good. Like if it's lower, he might mean he only has ten points no, left. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what he's but. talking. About. Yeah, I'm telling you, listeners, take the test. Yes, it's only an online quiz, and it's not real medical advice. But neither is all, any of the real financial advice you read on the internet. And you're all meme lord millionaires now. Yeah. So it's got to be good for something. But even if it's just for entertainment purposes, look how entertained Toker is. Toker's super entertained. <laughs> um, some of the highest scores we've got, I retweeted. Uh, Ozzy tweeted the phrase, I've always suspected this. Your score was a 38 out of a possible 50. Scores in the 33 to 50 range indicate significant autistic traits. Oh, Jesus. User Scatman John Wick <laughs> tweeted us, well, shit. Your score was 39 out of a possible 50. Holy shit, high score. Uh, so far, he does have the high score, although he probably should have seen this coming because his other Twitter username is Gran Autismo. <laughs> and then finally... Uh, Vinny Sarcophagus uh, texted his wife his score. Uh, he got a 33 out of a possible 50. And his wife texted him back, Jesus Christ, I am getting you therapy. <laughs> and I tweeted at him, please tell me this is real. And he tweeted back at me, I wish it wasn't. <laughs> and I tweeted at him, make her take the test. Because maybe you can make like an autistic love connection. Yeah, oh my God, have autistic children. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? Um, <laughs> or maybe they come out super normie, like two rights make a left. <laughs> who the hell knows? But anyway, take the test, tweet us your results, email us your results. Again, be honest. We are not just looking for someone to like meme this test. Like We want to know what you really got. We want to speak to some genuine autism. Because... On the loudest podcast, we are assembling what I am calling the, the Council, Council of, of Autists. Autists. Here is the idea behind the Council of Autists. I want our listeners who scored the highest on the test to call in, and we're going to set up a little group chat with our highest scores, and together we're going to solve problems or figure out so I don't know what we're all going to do yet. I haven't quite figured out. Maybe that'll be the first thing we decide to the council. What should we all do? But you put 12 super autistic people on a call, we could change the world. We can't have 12 people on a call. You see how well Feudly Fam went with the crosstalk and those were only like, what, six people? No, no, no. 
the, no, there will be a system in place, and everyone will respect that system because we they are all members of the council. Because there are rules, and those rules must be fine. <laughs> exactly. Now, everyone will follow these rules. Like, um, d- d- here's how I look at it. There would oh the Snyder cut oh the Snyder you know why we got the Snyder cut because a sig- because the significantly autistic part of the fan base just kept tweeting at Warner Brothers for years and years and years until they released this Snyder cut you know what I mean yeah like giant corporations listen to the most devoted like. These people wake up in the morning and start tweeting about the Snyder Cut <laughs> until they fall asleep with their phone in their hands and they get what they want. They do. We, This council will achieve greatness. I don't know if there's like some anime movie that we've always wanted translated, some anime video game that's never been ported over to English, if there's like a band we want to get reunited, if there's a cartoon we want to... Like, these Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons... They never do great ratings. They never do. But Netflix is making a new side of the Hedgehog cartoon. You know why? Because they know Autism. that the severely autistic part of the fan base, they will watch every episode over and over. Yeah, maybe we could all get together. We could retroactively fix, oh, man, remember My Little Pony when they gave the purple horse the wings and the entire uh, fan base had a <laughs> collective autistic shit fit over it? I do not remember this. <laughs> okay, so there's Purple Horse, and Purple Horse is Smart Horse, and Purple Horse. Horse in My Little Pony have one of three classes. They can have wings, they can have horns that allow them to do magic, or they could just be a normal fucking earth pony. So Purple Horse have, uh, uh, what's it called? Horn. Unicorn horn. Unicorn horn. Purple Horse can do magic, but then a queen horse that has both wing and horn says good job purple horse you did a really good job we're gonna give you we're gonna reward you by making you big horse and they give purple horse wings so now purple horse have wings and horn and that is different that's a different you established a set of rules you have to follow those rules (laughs) i'm very invested in the first thing you told me Second thing? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because originally was only supposed to be two horse with wing and horn, but now is four horse with wing and horn? Ridiculous. The Council of Autists, which we will be assembling over the coming weeks, will get whoever decided that fired and shamed. And look, they might currently work on another cartoon or just at a Starbucks. We'll get them fired from wherever they're working now as penance for their previous crimes. I hope they're not even working on ponies shit anymore. I just want to get them fired from like Home Depot. Or yeah, exactly. Well, look, is anybody working on pony shit anymore? Are they still making pony shit? I am sure someone somewhere is making pony shit. But man, let me tell you, whore, Wingate, that was just the worst. Everyone was mad because the horse got wings. I'm telling you right now, the loudest podcast can be used as a sword for justice, for Pony Wing Justice. Pony Wing Justice. Next voicemail. The Stereo, Sriracha. Long time listener, second time caller. Hey. Hello. It's Matt Stuff. Hey. So, creepy idea. Okay. Okay. For a sticker. It's, uh, it's your boy, Garfield, mm-hmm. laying in a box, and maybe he's got his little... Well, I think in the comics it was always like a little blue blanket up his back. Yeah. But he's got like a really terrified look on his face. 
And then Nathan Masry kind of <laughs> holding his hands together, like rubbing his hands together, all creepy, kind of like a Zorak. And uh, he's in his Garfield suit, and uh, he's creepily looking down at the sleepy cat. And uh, I think you know, I know where this is going. It should say, uh, "Love me, feed me, for the love of God, quit trying to breed." Okay, me. I'm in <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, why didn't you read the name of that one? It was Nathan Masry fucks animals or something. You know what? That metadata didn't transfer over to my computer. Over here, it just says new recording. Oh, damn. If I had known that, I don't think I would have played it next. Well, you heard it here first. Nathan Masry, or Nathan Nazry has sex with animals. Would you put that sticker on your laptop? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know if you want that. <laughs> you know what? Interestingly... This is a good, this voicemail is a good jumping off point for a couple of things. Number one, the sticker vote results came in. And uh, you've probably seen it on Twitter already. Uh, we put out a little spe- a special message on the RSS feed, but we decided to make all four stickers. We loved them all. We couldn't choose. So uh, members of the Sticker of the Month Club this month are getting all four of the stickers. Yeah, you are. And thank you to everybody who upped their pledge and uh, wanted all the stickers. Uh, if you missed it, it sucks to be you. You will have to live with this regret every waking moment of your days. Um, but speaking of uh, Nathan Masry, a couple of things have come through the uh, the transom. Oh boy! On Nathan Masry. All right, so Nathan Masry has been uploading weird stuff to his Instagram stories as usual. Uh, as you can see here, this is a picture of a Garfield plush that appears to be in jail. <laughs> it appears to be behind prison bars, but actually, it's someone holding their fork in front of the camera to. Put Garfield in jail, and Nathan writes, When I'm mad at Nickelodeon, I take my lasagna fork to pretend Garfield is in jail. I feel better. Helps me cope, then eat my lasagna. I don't know why he's mad at Garfield. He should be mad at his landlord. I don't know why he's mad at Nickelodeon. It seems like... Nickelodeon has kind of gone out of their way to not pull his licensing agreement for acting like a weirdo on Twitter and talking about how COVID-19 is actually sarin gas and a product of the U.S. military and talking about all the homeless people who he's seen die at his feet. Like, seems like Nickelodeon's being pretty cool about all this. Garfield is in jail because Nathan Mather has witnessed three murders. I <laughs> Wait, one suicide and two murders. <laughs> I guess it's Garfield's fault. Now, uh, now you have a theory that Nathan Masry is very similar to another low cow Russell Greer. Oh yeah, I think that I think about this frequently. I think that because Nathan and Russell both do this thing where they just say nonsense words, and it's like a toddler. It's so there's this, <laughs> there's this thing called theory of mind, which is like the idea that. I understand that the thoughts that I am having in my head might not necessarily be shared by everyone around me, especially if they don't have information that I myself have. So like Russell Greer will, if you ever read a Russell Greer lawsuit, it's just like spewing absolute nonsense. One classic example of this is when he sued Ariana Grande. One big section of his uh, lawsuit was he says that her security guard had discriminated against him because he has a facial paralysis, so he can't talk real good. And so he says that the security guard was like, you're fucking drunk. You need to get back 
away from the stage. And Russell's evidence to prove this was just a blurry picture of a security guard standing in front of a stage. Like, he doesn't understand that for people who did not witness this incident, <laughs> that's not going to be sufficient evidence that this occurred. And Nathan Masri, I think, does the exact same thing. Like, he just says words and then is confused when everyone else around him is like, what are you talking about? Another good example of just confusing bullshit from Nathan Masri is, um, so apparently there was like a protest in Canada on Bloor Street. He found pictures of the protest online and then put them on his Instagram and he wrote, I may not be able to be with you because of my license agreements representing pop icons, but I must express whose side I'm on. Justice, righteousness, freedom, togetherness. Why would you having anything to do with Scooby-Doo or Garfield stop you from protesting for righteousness and justice. Like, if you're tweeting about this on your Instagram, then you're already making a political statement. I think you're just too lazy to march in a protest, Nathan. Yeah, what was it, a KKK rally? This doesn't sound like a very uh, controversial position he's taking. Yeah, I know. And then later, he writes, uh, because apparently some of the protests took place on Bloor Street, which is where Garfield Leeds used to be, Nathan writes, while you're all there, do me a favor and break into Garfield Eats store and claim it back. I authorize it since our land monster couldn't get a new tenant after six months. I didn't know he was Antifa, but I guess he's just directly telling you to break into stores and steal shit. How can you authorize? What are you? Nathan. What are you doing here? He gets a, you get arrested for battery and breaking and everything. No, the guy that used to live here authorized it. Look, I have his Instagram stories here. I have official authorization. <laughs> I hope somebody did that. Nathan gets arrested. That's funny. I hope so too. There we go. Um, okay, here's something else that Nathan Masry put on his Instagram stories. Um, and again, it's just kind of confusing. Thank you very much, Nathan Masri, and Ramadan Kareem to you as well, and to all the Muslims celebrating this special, beautiful month all around the world. So this is clearly like a Muslim influencer named Zaid's Baid, a very handsome young guy. Okay. And I just get the sense that he probably is just talks about his religion and his day, and like his, he's like one of those like handsome influencers. All right, cool. Muslims to not only not eat and drink from dusk till dawn, better our character, to better our morals, to be more kind, more caring, more loving, more charitable, to help the orphan, the widow, the thirsty, the hungry and the needy, to be more selfless. You know, it's a month to make us better human beings. And what better way to break your fast than on a Scooby-Doo burger, but <laughs> only it was hello certified. Who knows, maybe it will happen one day. I don't know. Ramadan Mubarak. <laughs> it's so, it's just like, so Nathan clearly like hires this guy on Fiverr. And then he's like, yeah, break your fast with Scooby-Doo Eats. Actually, don't break your fast with Scooby-Doo Eats. I don't think it's halal certified. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't a bunch of them hot dogs? You yes. fucking can't eat that ever, whether yes. it's Ramadan or not. <laughs> so it's like. Nathan, what are you doing? I think he just saw like a super handsome young guy on 
Twitter or Fiverr or Cameo or whatever. Oh, and then the final bit of Garfield Eats news is that Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Eat Me is now available as a single on Apple Music. Everybody go check it out and buy it. Yeah, buy it. Don't buy it! <laughs> oh, God damn it, don't buy it. Um, all right, this uh, next voicemail is called Big Anime Titties. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sarancia. Hey, Asterios. This this is uh, Murpho. Hi. I'm crossfaded, so I thought I'd call you because apparently that's a prerequisite to leaving a message. So it is. Uh, you claim as all the Zoomers, right? All the Zoomers like big, fat asses, right? They're every all Zoomers are ass people. That but is do true. You, mm-hmm. Or do you yeah. not love big anime titty? I think I. I mean, I, why? Days, why so. choose? Anyway, I thought I'd leave you with that. Great show oh, last week, I, everybody. Uh, thanks for posting it. Well, thank you. Thanks, bud. I mean, okay, so how, if you go to a Chinese buffet, are you just going to eat orange chicken because that's your favorite? No, you got to get a little bit of the sesame chicken. You got to get the rice if they have a sushi bar. Like, why do we need to just pick one giant anime titty? (laughs) I like giant anime titty, but I also love giant anime asses. Also, I don't think I qualify as a zoomer. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm like right on the borderline between millennial and Zoomer, and I kind of identify more with cringe millennials. Okay. Well, no, you're, look, trust me, you're you're wearing a sweater right now with a goose on it that says, wow, <laughs> you're a fucking Zoomer, okay? Yeah, I'm a cringe millennial. I can't help it. I was born this way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Look, these Zoomers just like the asses more. Yeah. You're never going to see a Zoomer turn, turn down a big anime titty. That's not going to happen. I do love me some big anime titties, though. You were right on that point. Oh, actually, speaking of porn, uh, this next voicemail is called Ted Bundy Didn't Tell You Where He Kept His Porn. This is Pythia. Gold Roberts did the biggest fuck you since Ted Bundy gave that final interview where he said porn made him do it. But the only difference is Ted Bundy didn't tell you where you could find the giant porn collection that was so good that it made him kill those people. Gold <laughs> Roberts actually uh, left instructions. I've hidden my porn stash in one piece. <laughs> one piece. Um, I don't know what he's talking about here. Did we talk about Ted Bundy? No, we're talking about, so Gold Rogers, like right before they killed Goldie Rogers. Right. He's The point why the world government executes him is because they're like, hey, uh, we're going to show everybody what happens. If you become a pirate, this is inevitably what your fate is going to be. They were thinking that that would deter piracy. So at his final words, he was like, hey, you want to have all my treasure? Just fucking go for it. Here's where it is. And that explodes. It sets off the golden age of piracy, and he's comparing that to when Ted Bundy gave that interview. It was like, yo, porn made me kill all those people. And I assume that there was a very large anti-porn sentiment, just like there was a pro-piracy sentiment in the world of One Piece. I didn't know Ted Bundy blamed porn. The porn wasn't even very good back then. He might have committed like a whole genocide if he'd seen today's porn. Oh my god, if he could have anime titties, maybe he would. Maybe he would have just combed and combed and combed. Holy shit! I wonder if how, if the reverse is true. Like how much the uh, ubiquity of pornography has stopped future Ted Bundys because they're too busy combing. <laughs> I like that theory a lot. Back then, it was just like. Girls in elegant evening gowns, like, sipping martinis while they happen to have their blouse undone. That was it. That made him kill all those people. That, the stuff we have seen. 
And the yeah, stuff oh God, we have, will see. He'd have an aneurysm. If we put if we put him in one of those VR porn helmets, yeah, he'd have an aneurysm and die. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm learning things. I didn't know that either. I didn't know he blames porn, but that's that's really interesting. Thank you for calling it. I really I unironically learned something today. Thank you, callers. Oh, this uh, next voicemail is called Abby Shapiro Trans Rights. <laughs> Yo, I'm calling in to thank Sriracha for showing me that Abby Shapiro list, because, you know, that really does help me as a trans girl. You know, that, that shit was good. Yeah. But, uh, Fuck yeah. I'd also like to make the claim I'm the only trans girl in your audience, so... That's not true. That's verifiably not true. to PayPal me for trans rights. Okay, well, A, send me your email address. <laughs> B, no, we have a... We, we got a lot of... We have a lot of trans... Uh, brothers and sisters and people in our audience. Yeah, no, Abby Shapiro as a trans icon is the funniest fucking thing I think I've ever seen in my, like, the most unintentionally funny thing ever. Uh, but if you ever want tips on how to experience life as a woman, you just hit me up. You hit me up, homegirl. I'll help you out. Let me tell you, I will teach you how to put eyelashes on. I'll teach you how to do your makeup. Yeah, we're going to have a good time together. That would be a good that'd be a good little segment. It'd be like Saranche's tips for trans girls. It'd be like, how do I just <laughs> how to stare at the ground? Here's a little tip for trans girls. If you get catcalled on the road, just scream I'm 16 as loud as you can at the car. And even if you very clearly are not 16, with the mask on, it works. They just speed away. <laughs> there you go. That's nice. I like that a lot. <laughs> Wear like a Fortnite hoodie or something. What would a 16-year-old wear? Uh, yeah, Fortnite. Minecraft creeper socks or I don't know. Whatever they you guys Minecraft like. Steve. Minecraft Steve. <laughs> Trans icon, Minecraft Steve. Um, oh, this next voice is called Working After College. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Poop Kaiser. Uh, I hey, just Poop Kaiser. Ask a quick Poop Kaiser. of Sarancha. Yes. So in a previous episode... Uh, she had mentioned that uh, she got or or pursued a degree in, in psychology in That's college. Uh, and in another previous episode, she mentioned that she was in a similar field of uh, kind of like marketing, copywriting. Uh, so I was just wondering, like, uh, how the fuck did you make that work? <laughs> well, Thanks. Poop Kaiser, I'm really sorry that I have to be the one to break it to you, but it does not matter what you <laughs> Dude I, dude, I thought I was going to be a doctor when I was 20. Now, listen, life just, I, I work with, I think, five other people, and no one has the same degree as anybody else. It does not matter. Just major in whatever the fuck you want, unless you want to be like a lawyer or, I don't know, a psychiatrist or something. Just, just pick something. I know so many friends. All of my friends have bullshit degrees in like communications yeah. or something. I have a friend that majored in college in scientific illustration. And you know what she does now? She works at a law firm. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. <laughs> well, look, I was a film and television major and I ended up working in advertising. It's just like, you just end up working in advertising somehow. The thing I hate is like the people that like go to advertising school and they're like, I go to the Miami ad school and oh, it's my dream to make ads. It's like, if it's your dream to make ads, you don't belong in advertising. Advertising is where you end up when you have no other options. Exactly. Just like, just pick, so, just pick something that's just general enough that you could, I'm assuming that you're below college age because I assume like, this is just, this is just the reality of being an adult, man. I'm sorry. You get what you get and you can't get upset. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
<laughs> um, oh, and this uh, last voicemail is called Morning Routine. Hey, Loudest Podcast. This is Tad. Oh, uh, Tad! Let Tad. me tell you about Tad, that Tad, the only Tad on the planet. Um, so I had a question for you guys. So I'm not really a morning person. I end up <laughs> rushing each morning to get my clothes on, get in the shower, get breakfast, lay on my bed and stare at the ceiling for 30 minutes, get second breakfast, pry my car doors open and drive to my job at the fucking pharmacy. Mm-hmm. What I'd <laughs> like to know pharmacy. is, what's your morning routine? Or if that question is a little too spicy, what's the correct skin color? Love the show. <laughs> I'm hitting stuff. My morning routine is as fall. I don't really have a morning routine. I, I'm obsessed with the idea of having a morning routine. Like I sit on YouTube all day and watch influencers be like, I wake up at 6 a.m. and then I journal and then I do yoga and then I think about the type of person that I want to be today. Here's my morning routine. I wake up. Sometimes I immediately get up. Usually I force the stereos to make me coffee. Yeah. <laughs> to get off his ass and make me coffee. I then sit in bed, drink my coffee and watch some iteration of 90 Day Fiance until I feel like getting up and going to work. I go to work, I sit at work until I am physically exhausted, and then I just stop for the day. And then the next day, I repeat it again. I just do the same thing over and over again. My morning routine used to be to just hit snooze 12 times until like I got an urgent slack or an urgent email. <laughs> and then I would be like, oh, yeah, I've been awake all morning. Oh, I'm on chat. Oh, look at me. I'm putting gifts in the slack. Look at me. Here's the, oh, it's the horse with the hump day horse. Look at me. I've been here all day. But um, now I actually do have more routine because, uh, as I've said previously, I'm really into this one flavored coffee brand called Bones Coffee. And it's the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning because the coffee tastes so good. I recently got a bag of this coffee. It tastes like Fruity Pebbles. That is so crazy to me because it, I, I can confirm it does unironically taste like Fruity Pebble cereal. I love it. It's called like Electric Unicorn Coffee. And I, I ordered a bunch more of the mint chocolate chip coffee. Uh, I And so like now there's like a candy that I can start my morning with, like a candy coffee. And it is better than being asleep. I think that's the trick to having a morning routine. Because sleep is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You've got to find something better than sleep or there's no reason to get out of bed. Work isn't better than sleep. Shower is not better than sleep. Like... This coffee's better than sleep. Barely, but it is. Yeah, I guess part of my morning routine is I play Cunt Wars. Like, before I go to work, the first thing I do is I check my email, I check Slack, and then I play Cunt Wars <laughs> until I feel like going to work. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't play Cunt Wars in bed because it's like a laptop browser game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so kids are having trouble getting out of bed, like, put your PlayStation in the other room or something, so you have to get up to start playing PlayStation right away. Add me on Cunt Wars, too. Yeah, add her on Cunt Wars. <laughs> Contour. I hate that phrase. Cunt. Oh, God. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you to all our new pledges. We'll be announcing your names and assigning you a smell or a quote or a taste or something in a future episode. I think next time I'm going to assign them something they have to eat. Okay. And they can write in an email. They have to try it or at least try their best to try an approximation of it. And then they could email us in and tell me what they think. Like if you live in bumfuck Nebraska and you get sushi, you have to at least make an attempt. You got to go to Wegman. 
Eggmans. They yeah. sell sushi there. They sell sushi there. Oh, and some Eggmans, they sell those triangle rice balls, which Ooh, I fucking love. love. Those. My God. Uh, you know, uh, if you're looking for more content from us, you go to patreon.com slash steros. We put out about three or four bonus episodes a month. And uh, we just put out a bunch of them in a row. We got a new Christery out. We got a new Dark Side Jills. We got a new Lime in the Coconuts. There'll be a new episode of Jacked really soon. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's it. You de- hit that voicemail number. Did oh, yeah. One that? more time. Our voicemail number is 848-863-5343. Or just record it as a voice note and email it to the loudestpodcast at gmail.com. Take that autism test. Tell us what you got. Talk to you later. Bye.